Hello and welcome to Infinite Pixels. I'm Jordan. Uh, with me this week is... Hi, I'm Ryan. Hi. Uh, and this week we are talking about uh, a game, The Beginner's Guide. Yeah, this was a, a, uh, a really interesting game. Yeah, it's super interesting. Uh, so can you... Uh, well, I guess I'll go over it a little bit since I, I, I picked it and there's... Um, I did a lot of research for this. So, if you've never played The Beginner's Guide, uh, it's a PC game, uh, kind of a pseudo-sequel follow-up to a game made by Davey Reardon called uh, The Stanley Parable. Uh, and if you've never played The Stanley Parable, a little background on that, it came out in, I think, 2011. It was a mod for Half-Life 2. Uh, sort of about, uh, like, more, uh, like, uh, the nature of, like, the player and their, their position in a game, and, and, uh, I, I listened to an, uh, an interview with Davey Reardon, and he kind of, like, talked about how he's like, I just wanted to fuck with people. It certainly um, has a meta aspect yeah. to it. There's a unreliable narrator, and you play uh -huh. as an office worker named Stanley, and hijinks ensues within the office as the narrator speaks to you. And it was a it was a pretty uh, popular game for yeah. what it was when it came out. In uh, it came out in 2011 and it blew up overnight. Yeah. Just completely. Uh, I think um, when I was listening to this interview, it was with uh, Steve Gaynor interviewing them, the maker of Gone Home. Hmm. Well, one of the make. I don't want to say he's the maker maker, uh, but the uh, the like. Um, the, I guess the head developer of, of Gone Home, the director at least, uh, I think. Uh, and um, uh, he talked about how he had heard about it, I think, from, uh, from Notch talking about it on Twitter. So it, it kind of just like blew up within the gaming scene. Um, and so in 2013, uh, um, Davey worked and uh excuse me davy decided like he was gonna bust out or excuse me shortly after the development of the stanley parable mod uh davy decided to like expand upon the stanley parable um and make a larger game and like charge money for it because at first the mod was free so he um he made a, a stanley parable hd edition uh and that released in 2013 and so the beginner's guide which i think released in 2015 is davy's second game and it's pretty much it's all it's not all him because there's a lot of people in the credits um but it's a very personal game much in the same way of like a movie is like this is a steven spielberg movie you know, are you, are you saying it's a personal movie or it's a personal game or it's a game with a sense of like authorship? Because authorship, I guess. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. I, I mean, it come. It could certainly be personal for the programmer. So, yeah, I mean, I can way. I can talk about that. Yeah, I don't know how much research you did on this. I, I did a lot because I, um, I think this game is extremely interesting. Yeah. So, um, uh, can you, um, Ryan? What did you think about 
the beginner's guide. Can you describe it? Yeah, I, I was going to ask you the same question. I, I would say if I could put this game in a genre, um, it's it's a walking simulator. I yeah. don't think there's any way to any other way to describe it. Um, it has a puzzle, so to speak. It has, it has one has, puzzle. Yeah, it has one puzzle that repeats throughout throughout the game. Um, but for the most part, uh, the gameplay is uh, WASD on the keyboard uh, to move and uh, move the mouse to look around. And it's a game in the Source stuff. Engine. And it yeah. even points out, I'm this is the Source Engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, another another like uh, just like the Stanley Parable, this game has a meta aspect to it as well in yeah. that it's acknowledging the fact that you're playing a video game yeah. in the in the the dialogue of, of the game. Um, but yeah, you, you walk around uh, and the setup is um, from the first level uh, you have a narrator talking to you. It's literally it's literally Davy. It's it's I was going to ask, is that the actual so game program? I, I will I will spoil this. The game is fictional. Mm-hmm. Um, so the yeah, that became clear. Yeah, yeah pretty. The, the setup for the game is Davy Reedon is narrating well, over levels well, because when you play okay. the game, you don't know that. You just hear a voice. Well, he says, "Hi, I'm Davy Reedon, the developer of the Stanley Parable." Yeah, but but he's. It's. I guess. I guess you do know that, but it's. There, there's more to it than that. Like the the setup is. It's. It's like you're playing through test levels of a yeah. game with a programmer talking you through it. Like, and this level, the idea was this. Yeah, but it's it's literally Davy Reed and mm-hmm. like he's he even gives out his email address, which is it's his real email address. <laughs> he says, uh, uh, "I'm Davy Reed and I, I and I developed the Stanley Parable." He goes into that, telling you like this is me. And my my work was this, so now uh, I'm going to show you this person's work. Yeah, and he says I'm going to show you the work of a game programmer uh, named Coda. Yes, and uh, I, I forget exactly what he says, but he says like this is a series of levels that uh, a series of games that Coda had made. I met Coda, you know, once at a yeah, like a, a at a game or, jam. Yeah, at a game jam, yeah, and we hit it off. And I, I yeah. respected his work so much. I was happy to to talk with him. And these, I forget how he said that he had. I access. wrote so many quotes. Yeah, oh yeah. He he says uh, he says uh, that he um, that Coda never released any of these games ever. Yeah. Um, Coda developed these games, and even uh, he had like. Uh, a recycling bin on his computer that was just called like unreleased games or something yeah. like that, um, and um, they would just sit on his computer, and and, and so Davy, uh, fictional Davy in this game says, I really want to get to know Coda by playing these games. I will get to know Coda, and therefore. Like, by, uh, excuse me, by playing the games, therefore I will get to know Coda. End of the sentence. Sorry. Yeah, but he he did know in the the narrative of the game the what the narrator is talking about. More, it's more like a commentary track, really. Yeah. Uh, than a narration. It, it's like you're watching a, a a commentary for a movie from the director. Um, but he's he says like he literally he knew Coda is what he's telling you. Like, yeah. he was friends with Coda is, yeah. is what he, and that's why he had access to these unfinished yeah. games. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it starts out where 
it's 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 really simple. It's really straightforward. In the spirit of the Stanley Parable, uh, it has a really good um, sense of like everything starts normal, and you think you kind of get what's going on, yeah. um, and then there's a sense of progression and escalation as the game goes on yeah. in, in a really uh, natural way. Uh, but it, it starts with you just walk around and he just describes the, the level and yeah. the the narrator. What's his name? Davy Reedon. Davy Reedon. Um, he just says, you know, when Coda made this game, it seems like he was trying to do this, mm-hmm. but we can't really tell because there's no uh, this, this, and that in the game. Yeah. Or like uh, this game has a gun function, but there's no enemies to shoot, so you can just shoot a gun at nothing in this yep. sample level. Yeah, this, the first level is Counter-Strike level. He's like, I love how these boxes are just blobs. Mm-hmm. And we really get a sense of, of that he's just starting out making levels, and he doesn't really understand. Which, this game is about assumptions. Sure, yeah. Uh, and it's about uh, meta-commentary about judging people. So... By literally us even talking about it, yeah, we, we are we are falling into the trap that the game sets. Yeah, I, I um, wanted to, to bring that up yeah. too. Like it's even talking about this game because it, it's 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 almost about like you could draw a lot of stuff from like the themes and the metaphor of this game, but you, you could say in a way maybe it's about like a, a kind of parasocial type relationship or like the role of uh, consuming media versus creating media or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, by by talking about it, you said it perfectly. We're falling into the trap of this game. It's yeah. It's like uh, and know. I I will say this uh, stand uh, or the beginner's guide when I the, uh, uh, this game is inspired by the Princess Bride novelization. Oh, uh, like Davy said, I I wanted to make a game that kind of emulated when I looked at the. Uh, the, the cover jacket of the Princess Bride, and there were all these quotes, mm. and then it would be like, uh, this book's amazing, and then it would say like a publication and blah blah blah. All those are fake, <laughs> and also in the in the Stanley Parable, excuse me, in the Princess Bride novelization, um, uh, there are parts in the book where um, the author, if you don't know the Princess Bride, it's a it's like a uh, somebody. Uh, a parent talking uh, and telling a story to a child. Mm. So in that way, he's also skipping over parts of the story because you do that when you talk to a child. Um, So he wanted to have... So in the Princess Bride novelization, it also does that. It'll talk about, you know, my dad would talk about this story and even though this character died... I think it would be cooler if they survived. So we would just say that, like, the princess, the fictional bride, fictional book, The Princess Bride, he would just, the fictional author of the, or the fictional dad telling the story would mess up the story because he wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, in the same way, uh, fictional Davy Breeden is doing that as well. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit hard to explain, but like in the second level, we get our first taste of that. Uh, it's like a it's a, a game called the Whisper Machine, and it's and it's you walking around a level 
with like a gun that doesn't shoot bullets. There are no aliens. It's on like a spaceship. And then uh, there's like a maze. Um, and he, uh, Davy, will be like, I don't really like this part. Yeah. This maze sucks. I'm just um, gonna skip. This I'm just part gonna for skip you. it. Yeah. Um, so and he does that constantly. He'll just mm-hmm. be like, this this part uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. So whatever. Like mm-hmm. let's go forward. Yeah. Um, and uh, and at the end actually he uh, uh, I didn't even realize the first time I played this, but uh, the he says. Um, or you get to the end of the level and you get a commentary from like a woman who's like, blah 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 blah. Like this machine doesn't work. You have to step in the beam to to make it. Uh, or this machine can only be stopped by you stepping into the beam. So you uh, step into the beam and you fall over. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Davy comes over the mic and he goes, "What's funny is that this didn't work right away. So uh, I'll show you what happens when Coda developed this." Mm-hmm. And you, he, he says, uh, walk into the beam again. And he spawns you back again. And he has you walk into the beam. And then you start floating upwards when you try to walk into the beam. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like, it, in the context of a video game, it's like you're glitching out and you're floating above yeah. the map. And you just keep floating. And, and uh, Davey's like, I find this really interesting. I don't know if it's because, you know, he, he just felt this was cool. Or if, like, he it could, didn't know how to program it. Or whatever. But... This is what happened, and what it should have been is it should have been this ending, and it's like, okay, <laughs> thanks, Davy. Yeah. Like you're a dick. Yeah. Um. So, um, yeah, like that's that's the progression throughout the game. Not all the games are interesting. Um, some of them are. Like, there's one where you like where you're like backwards walking through an area mm-hmm. that like has a bunch of text about like she couldn't see forward and she was able to, then when she looked behind, like looked behind her she was able to finally see you know uh, or like um, uh, there's there's like one where you're climbing uh, a staircase and then uh, uh, one, uh, as you get closer to the top you start to slow down and that one's interesting because Davey then goes like I'm gonna mod the game so that if you press enter, you can walk up the stairs. Mm-hmm. And the first time I remember I hit enter and walked up the stairs, this time I was like, what happens if I just walk all the way up the stairs without like without Going pressing slow. enter? Yeah. And you can do it. It doesn't take that long. It takes maybe like five, six minutes. Oh wow. Um What was it the same result? It was the same result. He didn't okay. have any like I, I think that was kind of interesting because I was like oh expecting like I'm expecting Staniel parable like type stuff for him to be like actually like you ju- I just saw that you did this so yeah yeah in, in the Stanley parable it's like it's very it's a very interesting um, fact like design choice that both of these games employ where it's like they know how you the player are going to engage with this but it still feels like you're playing it. It's, it's, it's hard to describe, uh, but in the Stanley Parable, yeah, you can go to a corner of it and you think, oh, I've, I've found uh, like a hidden corner of this level, and you can jump around, and then the narrator will come in and be like, I see you found the hidden corner of this level, and you yeah. glitched through the wall or something. Uh, so it, like, it, it knows how you're going to uh, engage with the game itself. Yeah, it, this, this isn't that. This is very much just yeah. Davey, the narrator, saying... This is what these are. But but it's interesting the way, like, when you play it, you still engage with it in a... Like, there's parts where you... There's only one path for you to take. Yeah. But still just the idea that you're playing it 
it, it adds another layer of, of the way you're interacting with the narrator and the way you're interacting with like yeah. uh, the game itself. So Because the game is... The conceit for the game as well is that Davy... Uh, Davy got a hold of these games and Coda disappeared and he doesn't know where Coda is um, and he wants to find Coda so what he's hoping is that he could send this this game out there for sale which is a big big no um, there, uh, uh, but he would be able to find Coda by putting out this game which also brings in another, uh, like, that's why I say it's interesting, or uh, why it's a big no, because um, you know that this game is fictional just by the way that it's made. Mm-hmm. You can't, you wouldn't, you would literally never be able to do this. It would be extremely ad- illegal. Um, if, say if you, like, um, if uh, you, Ryan, wanted to take some of my writing, you found all my writing, and then, uh, like, I stop talking to you, and then you, like, just put my writing in a book, mm-hmm. and then say, like, I wanted to put this writing out there because I wanted to find Jordan. It's on sale for nine ninety nine. Yeah. Like, what? That, that's kind of what... Did you ever read about what happened to Franz Kafka? No. It's kind of a sidetrack, but uh, you know Kafka, right? He wrote yeah. uh, The Metamorphosis, yeah. uh, The Trial. He wrote a bunch of, like... Uh, uh, like dour but really interesting um, uh, literature Uh, and um, that stuff that he wrote um, apparently he was he wrote it throughout his life and he never released it and on his deathbed his friend found it and he was like this is really good what do you want me to do with your writing and Kafka was like just throw it away like just burn it Uh, and after Kafka died his friend was like this is really good like I, I should release it and that's why we have uh, Kafka's writing today uh, because his friend like went against his wishes to release it. Yeah, I mean, so, this is literally uh, so we can get into it, but this is literally like going against somebody's wishes. Yeah, I, This isn't yeah, like somebody be like, I don't care, like burn it or whatever. Yeah, it's the point of the it's yeah. what the game is getting at. But can I, can I ask, like, because you mentioned um, sorry, I'm in this really shifty chair. Uh, you mentioned um, <laughs> so I think people who played this game uh, knew it was a sequel to this, not a sequel, but by the same developer of the Stanley Parable. Correct? Not everybody. Some okay. people thought that this game was real, which uh, oh, in the oh. interview that I was re- listening to with Davey, he was like, I don't know how you would be able to think that. So I'll also explain, Davey put this game out uh, very, very quietly. Mm-hmm. It was two days ahead of the release. He said, I'm putting out a new game. And then he left. Hmm. He, he went on a vacation. Because <laughs> when he put out the Stanley Parable HD edition, he really got... He went into depression and got stressed. Oh, wow. Because he just got, like, overworked. Um, and also, he talks about this in the interview, so I feel like I'm not making assumptions. He talks about... He... There's not a developer named... Coda, but he may or may not have, like, had some relationships that went sour, like the relationship with Coda in this game. Hmm. So, and the and the way that he talked uh, talked with s- some of his like acquaintances, and he's said like I don't know who those people are necessarily, but I 
I think it happened. Mm. So, and I, I, I hope I'm not like speaking for him. Um, well, but, I mean that that's definitely like a theme of the game. That that's yeah. like the main uh, point of the game is is you know experiencing this this perspective, this this narrator's perspective on their relationship with this person in real time. You know, like you're you're going yeah. through the levels. The person is telling you like what they think the levels mean and what this person was trying to get at and where their relationship was at. Um, it's it's kind of like Gone Home in that way where you're just sort of along for the ride, essentially. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I don't know. The the I could talk like about all the games, but I thought there were like interesting quotes because mm-hmm. like it's um, some of the games are just not interesting to talk about. Um, but like the because uh, it's it's the moment to moment. It's like an hour and a half long game, and it's it's if you haven't played it, we're gonna spoil it. Yeah, but we've already, we've already it. spoiled it. But uh, but it's like uh, uh, like uh, Davy constantly talks about how like in the in the in the um, in the like in the game where you're climbing up the stairs and then you slow down once you get to the top. Mm-hmm. You uh, he says like uh, once Kodo was done with the games, he would just be done with it. Uh, and he says, I don't, I, I don't agree with that all, at all, but what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Which really, at the beginning, gives you a sense of, like, what he's trying to do. And also, like, when I first played this game, I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, I, I didn't think about it. Like, now, like, instantaneously, like, even though I, I remembered this game, I was also like, I don't remember all of it. And I was like, oh, shit, this is it. Shitty guy, <laughs> right, right away. What yeah. did you think? Well, no, that's. I'm. I'm glad you said that because my impression with the game, like initially, I didn't think that um, Davy, the the character, was like a jerk or anything. I was just like, oh, he's just like walking me through some games that his friend made. Okay. I, I think my my sympathy shifted um, when uh, we we get. I, I mean, I, I think it shifted when narratively, kind of like the. The tone of of uh, Davy talking to you changed, um, which I don't remember specifically when that was. It's but like it's further into the game. Yeah, it's it's. It, I would say it's like two thirds into the yeah, game. Yeah, um, you're, you're going through like a, I think a stone kind of cavernous looking area, and uh, it's when you come across the invisible maze. I think. Yeah, that's at the end. Yeah, I, I think that was. That's like right at the twist. Yeah, that was like when I was like yeah right when I was supposed to kind of. To have yeah. a click as yeah. as a, a player, um, but yeah, up, up until that moment, I was just like, "This is just someone taking me through the programming of their friend," and I thought the twist was going to be like, "My friend killed themselves." That's why I'm showing you yeah. this game. Just so, this game is also like full of of or this the some of these levels and the games and within are like full of assumptions and full of little pieces that are supposed to be misleading. Like in the, uh, you're dealing with Davey, who we already have said has modded these games. Mm-hmm. You're also dealing with Coda, who we we don't have. We have Davey's interpretation of Coda, yeah. and then one part where Coda actually gives you information. Yeah. But other than that, um, so uh, like at the, uh, uh, there's a level that's just like a room full of game ideas, and uh, Davey's like, I found this like really neat, but it also was like, why would he just go and uh, and and put these into the game and then not share them? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 
like in uh, the, f- the first game where we see the puzzle that Coda puts throughout the game, uh, the game I think is called Ready, Set, Fish. Uh, you, it's literally just a door puzzle, really, where you walk up to a door and the puzzle's really easy. And I like how Davey's like almost like talking down to you, like he's getting like excited. Uh, well, he's talking to you down to you in a way that you that you have talked to somebody like the yeah. way that I fear I come across whenever I talk about video games, Same. where um, he's like, "I just want you to solve the puzzle." Yeah, yeah. like go for it, and it's yeah. like. Okay, I will. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, it's like, remember this puzzle, because we're going to come back to it a couple different times. Yeah, and it's like, thanks for letting me know. It's yeah. like it's like when you're watching a show uh, with somebody, and they're like, I can't wait for you to see what happens at the Red Wedding. And yeah. you're like, what's the f- Red Wedding? He's like, oh. How about you just let me watch the show? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, uh, yeah, talking down, like hand-holding. Like, I get it. Like, just yeah. so you know, I understand what's happening yeah. here. Which everybody does. Yeah. It just, it just happens. It's, like, impossible because you're just, you get excited over something. But there's a level to it where it starts to become, like, just stop. Yeah. And Davey, like, doesn't get that. It's it's a very specific kind of uh, message or, like, theme to, to put into a game that I don't, you don't really see that often. I mean, mm-hmm. at least I don't, I can't, I can't think of other uh, movies, games, TV shows, books, uh, stories that have that touch on like a subject like this. Yeah, like uh, the the one of the uh, I'm just going through the games because I've <laughs> listed them all. Like the there's a game uh, called the Lovely De- the Great and Lovely Descent, where you go uh, down a um, uh, into like a prison, um, and uh, he, uh, Davey's talking about like Koda would always make prisons and I don't know why mm-hmm. and I think it was because he felt isolated and trapped and blah 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 again projecting um, and then he like they're, like in the first prison level he's like you're supposed to sit in the cell for an hour I don't really want you to do that so yeah. <laughs> we don't have time for that let's mm-hmm. go and I'm like how interesting would it be if I sat in that cell for an hour did you do it? No, but oh. like I didn't have time. But like, if he didn't mod that game, that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, then you would actually be able to see the game and as it was supposedly intended to be. Well, and it's interesting too. Like, <clears throat> as a player, uh, I mean, just thinking about video games where you get to a point and you're like, oh my god, what do I do? Or like, what's going on? And then a voice comes in and says, don't worry, here's the path forward. I'm going to clear everything out for you and let you just uh, get through so you can see the rest of the game. It's, it's like, well, now I'm not experiencing anything. I'm not yeah. engaged with myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, there's a part in this where it's in the prison level where Davey talks about, hey, uh, um, uh, he sent me a, Coda sent me a zip file full of, called Playable Games. And he was like, it was mm-hmm. hundreds of levels that were just like rooms. Mm-hmm. And I kept trying to explore them to figure out if there was anything in there, like any sort of message or puzzle or anything. And there wasn't. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. I mean, this is the same conversation that I was having with you, like on the podcast with Bioshock, where I'm like, is an ending to a game if you just put the game down? Right, right. Well, it's it's interesting too that um, 
Uh, Davey says that Coda sent him that after he suggested to Coda, why yeah. don't you make your games more playable? Yes. So it's he's saying like fuck you. Like, yeah, and I'll make and the games that I want. It's make. so funny that that in that moment, like it's like should be so clear to you that it's like well, he's doing this because he's frustrated, yeah. but he's like no, obviously it's because he's like lost. Yeah, right. It's like no. This is one of the most obvious fuck yous I think I could ever see. <laughs> right. Like I again, I don't remember what I felt the first time, but the second time, I'm like, oh, he was he was pissed. The, the first time, because this was my first time playing it, I I took it as like, um, and again, it's even like talking about it like this, I feel like I'm Davy. Oh no, like going of course. Game, but like I took that moment to be uh, Davy saying that Coda sent him a bunch of games after he made that suggestion to make it more playable. I took that as Coda being like I. Like, not necessarily, not necessarily like a fuck you, but oh, you want me to make games your way? Here's games your way. I'll just make games my way. Like a, an artistic statement, but mm-hmm. in hindsight, it, it definitely is is like a leave me the fuck alone. Like I don't, I don't value what you're saying. Yeah. You know? uh, um, so yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, it's it's it was a. Uh, my sympathy didn't shift at that point, but okay. it, it was one of the moments where I was like, okay, Coda disagrees with Davy. Yeah, the prison is the first level where you get a lamppost at the end, mm-hmm. uh, which is which Davy says is Coda's calling card. Yeah, which was interesting given what we learn text later. We see at the end of the game. Yeah, that was the most transformative moment of the game. To oh me. yeah, yeah. That- yeah. Davy specifically says he's like. Every game will end with a lamppost, and every game is connected. And can I say, you have the lamppost, which mm-hmm. is light. Uh, it emits light. And the puzzle that you solve in the game, the, the recurring puzzle, it involves darkness. You open a door, you go into a dark room, uh, you, you have to stand halfway in the doorway to close the door, and then you see a light switch on the back of the door, you click that or excuse me, not a light switch, but just a switch. You click that switch, and then the previous door, or the next door opens, which you're in a dark area before you can move on. So I really thought that the message of the game was going to be Coda was was really depressed and trying to signal through his games that uh, you sometimes you're in a dark place, but by being <laughs> the dark place, you you need to then you see the solution to move on into the light. I'm laughing because this is literally what Davy says. I know. He interprets. He's like, this is clearly the message. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, I'm just playing this game. But then, yeah, like, so so you go through the whole. At least I went through the whole game thinking like, oh, okay, that's that's the light. The light post is his calling card. What like, um, but then at the end. Uh, you get to the final part of the game and that's you're walking through what looks like an art gallery uh, and there's uh, writing on the walls, there's text on the walls. Do you, do you not want to go through every single game? <laughs> oh, no, sure. Sorry, I thought you were getting to that. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm not there yet. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. I, I, I do want to go through this game because I think that like the, the individual parts are just interesting. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like the next game, is he's it's... Uh, he goes, uh, oh, this game is is not connected to the internet. It's the speech bubbles game. Mm-hmm. So Coda put all these... He put all these speech bubbles on this pathway, and it's implying, like, oh, this is connected to the internet. It's actually not. It's mm-hmm. just speech bubbles that he just put there. And, like, uh, this is the first game that Davey saw of him, and he was, like, uh, he saw it at a game jam with him uh, and in... Uh, 
uh, in Sacramento. He just saw that he was working on it. He's like, I want to get to know this guy. This guy's so interesting. Everybody else is doing their own thing, but I have to, I have to get to know this person. It's like, okay. Um, and, uh, and he's like, um, uh, he's like interpreting like, oh, like, uh, uh, all these sayings, like in the, in this, like MMO chat, like pathway game are like the, or Coda saying like, well, this is me like putting out my thoughts and like talking to myself, mm. right? Which like, it's not even connected to internet. Like, I don't, I, okay. Um, like I, this is where I was like, well, I just find it, it like, what if you just put out a game and said like, this is like, you are connected to the internet. Sure. But you actually aren't, and you saw all these chat bubbles. I think that would be interesting from, like, a gameplay standpoint. Yeah, but why do you think they that uh, the designer chose to say that... To have Davey say that Coda wrote all those speech bubbles instead... Because Davey was projecting, and he was like, right. well, obviously, because... I mean, he's projecting, which mm. which is revealed later on. This is game is weird because you're hearing a lot of whispers in the background, and I wasn't sure if that was like the way this game is presented is that it's like you're downloading a file from Davy. Mm. So it's like, why is there whispers in the background and like people being like, yeah, yeah, because it's like it's creepy. Wait, why is this creepy? Why would you like if I was sending this to you? Why would I put whispers in the background to make it creepy? Mm -hmm. That'd be weird. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if it was diegetic or not. I, I took it as being... At first, I thought it was diegetic. But uh, in hindsight, I, I think it's non-diegetic. Mm -hmm. I think it's supposed to be, like, the the message of the game coming through in a way that's not... Like, for, for, for anyone who doesn't know, diegetic and non-diegetic means, like, if something is diegetic, that means it's happening in the world of uh, whatever you're engaging with. So if you're watching an Avengers movie and uh, you hear a uh, repulsor blast from Iron Man's hand uh, and it makes like a, you know, a boom noise, that is a diegetic sound because it's happening in the world of the movie. Non-diegetic sound would be Iron Man blasts the bad guy and then he flies away and uh, triumphant music swells up. That music is not happening in the world of the movie. Iron Man can't hear that music. That's for the audience. So the whispers in um, Beginner's Guide, I think, were meant to be non-diegetic. As in, okay. uh, the Davy, the narrator, couldn't hear them, but you, the player, could. I, that's my guess. Because they're so subtle, and everything in the game is so deliberate um, with what you're being presented with, that I I can't I think that you could you could go without noticing them or forgetting about them. So I, I think they're supposed to be evocative of a feeling more so than like uh in like the plot, if that kind of makes sense. I, yeah. I, I think they weren't artistic That's what I choice. Too. But again, we're judging, we're following. Yeah, the we're we're Davying, we're being Davy. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't know. That's what I'll say. I have no idea what they were supposed to be. I don't know. It's, what, uh, it's, you know it's what's whatever they meant what the artist intended. You that's, know what's that's fun what about this game? Davey has never talked about it. Like, in a in, like real life Davey mm -hmm. has been like, I, I'm, I'm not, like, other than the podcast where he's like, it's fictional and this is why I made it. Mm -hmm. He's never been like, 
this is the meaning behind the yeah, game. I I, lo- I respect that because it's like I'll let the game speak for itself. Yep. You know, like I don't need to say anything about it, especially with this game. Yeah. I don't need to it assign more interesting. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, it makes the message more rich. It's like it's not meant to be. Yeah. Something that you you assign you uh, project onto. It's just something you engage with and you have an experience and yeah. you you digest it and move on. Yeah. The next game is called, I think, Porn Stars. I think it's called Porn Stars Die Two. And here's what it meant. I'm going to tell you yeah. exactly what. I meant. No, you're you're building prisons. Yeah. And the, this is the this is a uh, where Davy's taking you through different versions of different levels that Coda made of building prisons. <laughs> that was really loud. Sorry, my <laughs> my friend is texting me about headlines. Go on. Um and. Uh, um, he's talking about like Davy's talking about like well, uh, I thought that this was unhealthy that he was just talking about or just mm-hmm. making prison levels because he's just like he's in a spiral and he's spiraling down. And blah, yeah, blah, blah. and again, it's like I really thought at this point the story of the game was like he is pulling his friend out of a depression. Yeah, but that's not even that's not even close to what's happening. Yeah. So the the last prison game, he's like. He's like, I feel like he couldn't understand it. He couldn't get the hang of the prison level. He kept making them, and I don't think he was happy with any of them. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and they're not really that interesting in games. Uh, but um, whatever. You eventually get to one where uh, you walk outside, and then you have like a kind of chat box thing where you're talking to uh, a, a phone, and then it's like, I just escaped this prison. Whoa, I'm in this prison. Mm-hmm. So he's like to interpreting it as like he's talking to himself. And, and you, you as the player are presented with like dialogue options yeah. to talk to someone on the other end. And there's stuff before this to make dialogue trees. Mm-hmm. And this is, but this is where they're like starting to regular. They come up. The next one, you're, you're, um, uh, you're in a house, um, and uh, you're cleaning a house with like mm-hmm. another like being that's just standing there like mm-hmm. talking to you at a kitchen table yeah and eventually like the game uh like davy goes like uh he's like it was weird he just kept making this like he made this game and i've never seen him like the most happy that he's ever been while he made this game and then uh and then like i felt like it was unhappy uh, like unhealthy like he was like he was grossly happy i'm like who says grossly happy? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, shut up, dude. <laughs> You're so full of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, uh, um, no, it's 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 really, int- I think uh, what Davey said there, he was like, I'm, I'm glad, it seems like he found peace with making this game. I'm glad, I'm glad he found that. When I, when I, the, the second of playing this and like get his tone of voice, uh, knowing this is fictional, I'm like, Davey is such a fucking good actor for this part because he's like, I'm glad. And it's like, Ew. Yeah, it's, it's so smug so, and condescending. It's, well, it's like, it's like creepy, like, like, I'm going to like whisper, say this, mm-hmm. like, it's like, oh, it's cute when it's like, Ugh. Yeah. I, I was actually curious if this was the actual programmer or an actor that he hired, but. No, it's him. Yeah. That's, he does a really admirable job then. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's how you know, I, I see like anytime I want to like extrapolate on what I think of the yeah. game, it's like I'm, I'm playing into its hand. Yeah. That's it's fun. Yeah, exactly. But it's he did a good job, and yeah. it, I it comes across like if you're a game programmer, I wouldn't expect you to be a good actor. 
Uh, but he's a he does he does a really believable yeah. performance in this, probably because he is a game programmer and he relates to this character. I'm assuming, but I'm I assuming, don't know. Yeah. Uh, this game ends. The house game ends with he's like, you can't stay in the house endlessly cleaning, so you have to go outside. The door opens. The, the person disappears, and you have to go outside, and there's another lamppost. So you have to, you know, you have to keep going, you have to keep moving forward, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, like, the next level is like a, like a conference about, like, being perfect. Like, eventually yeah. your perspective changes, and you're seeing yeah. one of the coolest things ever, which is like a sun. Like, shit's just, like, falling into the sun. It was so cool. It, it was, because you're, it's a conference about being perfect, but you're, you start as the perspective of someone in the audience. You're locked in a seat. You can't move your feet. Yeah. You can only look around. And uh, you're just, like, answering questions or whatever. Like, what does it mean to be perfect? It means this. And then you go to the perspective of the... The, te- the seminar. Yeah, the, the person who's giving the seminar. You could say, like, the teacher or the, the speaker or whatever. Um, and uh, you see that they have an entirely different perspective of the audience. And behind the audience, like you said... It's like a sun collapsing. It's like a black hole. It's just like this cataclysm of, of just cosmic death. Yeah. And it's it's just like, I, I don't know. It, it's cool. It's really cool. And yeah. I, I, I like how Davey's like, this is unhealthy. And I'm like, I don't know. If somebody made this, I'd be like, this is fucking rad. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's so interesting. There's so many like things that you could take from that. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's so straightforward and simple and effective, uh, especially with like the themes of the game. Yeah. Um, the next game, he's, like, talking about, or, it's, like, a stage, and he's, like, uh, uh, you're playing as a person who really wants to impress a girl, Mm -hmm. uh, because they have a job that you really like, um, and you keep screwing up, like, every dialogue tree is, like, no, that's not what you want, share your feelings, and then eventually, like, you run away, Mm -hmm. and, like, a, a prison bars collapse on you as you, like, run away from the stage and it's like yes this is what I wanted mm-hmm. and it's like he Davey's like interpreting it as like oh he's like running away from his problems yeah uh, next game is the blind game how long did you sit there with your eyes closed <laughs> zero seconds uh, I, I, I did it to, I wanted to see how long Davey would would tell you to open your eyes after you die so this game starts and if you have your eyes closed you just hear like Malfunctioning technical noises and then a crash and then yeah, Davey the, comes the game in. tells you please close your eyes. Yes, sorry, we should say that. There's text that comes up that says please close your eyes, and then uh, once you hear a crash the first time, David comes on and he says, "Okay, so you can open your eyes." Uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. Here's what this game is, but like uh, it's like don't worry. There's a way to win. You yeah, might think yeah. it's on unho- uh, uh, hopeless. Yeah, uh, but the one thing that was interesting, like. Regardless of the overarching story of the game, like, I think each one of these games was just, like, a really... It was like a looking at a, an art picture. It, it was just, like, looking at one scene. Yeah. And it's just a really... It's a really smart game design idea to, like, get across themes and juxtapose ideas to have just... Here's a 30-second level. Okay, here's the next 30-second level. Here's another 30-second level. Each one is something different. Each one is kind of playing with this idea of, um, you know, like a projection or like creator versus interpreter or whatever you want yeah. to say. If you've ever been to, um, like, uh, what's itch, itch.io, mm-hmm. which I know is where I think you put the original mod. Um, maybe it was on Steam. 
Um, but that like website is full of just weird ideas because mm-hmm. I, you might be able to sell stuff on itch. I don't remember, but, um, uh, that's just where like a lot of indie, indie, indie stuff is just people making the weirdest stuff. Yeah. And it's so fun to go there and just, and just try something. That's where they like the mega 64 guys. If you ever watched their, their like, uh, their 420 stream, they did the, where they found like the Kingdom Hanks game. <laughs> I never play as Tom Hanks in Kingdom Hearts. That's awesome. Where there, it's like a different Hanks universes, <laughs> um, as uh, as like, and you're like Sora, but but you're Forrest Gump. I've like, never heard of that. It's so hilarious. We should play that on the podcast. <laughs> we should play. Yeah, I don't even Hanks. think it's. I don't think it's finished because they did a. There was a game jam for uh, Tom Hanks games. You can you can download all of them. They're they're fucking funny. You can find a lot of game jam stuff on. On uh, on itch.io, but yeah. these these games feel like itch games. Um, oh yeah, just because they're so they're they're so simple and like yeah. in the narrative of the game they're unfinished too. According to Dave, yes, according to Davey, as far as we know, they're unfinished. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just cool to have a structure like that, and then on top of that, you've got the the larger story of, of Davey extrapolating on, yeah. on all these different things. The, in the the blind game, you have to solve it. The puzzle, as you get hit by a door, mm-hmm. is uh, uh, in space while everybody else is like despairing. You have to walk upstairs to a guy who's like, tell the truth, and you have like three options, and one of them is like, I feel confident, I don't feel confident, and blah blah, you know. And the the option that is the correct one that allows you to win is like. Uh, like I hate it here or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I, I think it's it's not what you would expect, yeah. right? It's like uh, he doesn't feel confident. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Davy's like clearly he's like he's spiraling like out of control. He's like he this isn't healthy to make these games mm-hmm. to feel this way. Um, uh, and it's six months before the next game comes out. We haven't been talking about this, but each game is dated. That's mm-hmm. what the chapters are. There's 16 chapters, and each one is like June 20, 2008, June or uh, November 2008, uh, February 2009, because it's over. It's each game is from 2008 to 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and it's six months before this game came out, um, and it's like. You, I didn't write really anything about it, but I just thought it was interesting that six months before the next game comes out, and you're like, like I think that's the one where you're where you're walking down, like the like in like a forest, and as you're talking, like things are appearing. Uh, I don't, I don't exactly remember because that's the one where you're. Where at the end you see the girl. In the oh prison. yeah, yeah, who's crying? Yeah, you're mm-hmm. just hearing crying over and over again. Yeah. Um, some people have interpreted this as like, it's clear that Coda is actually a woman mm-hmm. because they're in like a prison. Mm-hmm. But I mean, who knows? Yeah. Well, that would be a really interesting uh, metaphor or like a non-diegetic thing, or I, I guess just metaphor, like. Uh, Davy misunderstands Coda so much that Davy refers to Coda as a he 
when really Coda is yeah. a woman. Like that's that, how lost. Yeah, Coda might be trans, and yeah. he doesn't even know. Yeah, it could, could be trans, or, or it could just be a a literal metaphor for yeah. like there's a woman in a prison. Davy refers to Coda as a man. That's how much the disconnect between yeah. Davy and Coda is. Davy just doesn't even know who Coda is at all. Yeah, you know, like it, it's all Davy's assumptions. Yeah. Uh, seven months before Coda uh, makes the next game, it's machine. Mm-hmm. You're like, you gotta get into this into this machine. It's the whisper machine, actually, from the first game. They yeah. say it's the whisper sh- machine, which I thought was interesting. I didn't pick up that that in the first in the first playthrough. Um, uh, but the guy's like, there's some press in there, and you gotta get past them. So you, you just so you go past the press. They're taking a bunch of photos of you as you walk into this room with the machine. Mm-hmm. You're like, um. You're talking to the machine, um, and you're like, uh, "We have to, we have to get, like, you you can't keep making games or whatever." And the the machine, no, you want more stuff from the machine. I thought you didn't want it. I think uh, I think you say, um, "I wish I wrote a quote." I forgot to do that, but I think I think the dialogue options are give us more games or something okay. and the machine says no I think because you, so basically the, the crux of the scene is um, the machine doesn't want to do what you want so you kill it you shoot yeah. it you also kill all the other you literally kill the other levels yeah. that you've been in yeah, yeah. you have a gun and you shoot the levels mm-hmm. that you they, were previously in they leave you're in a, a previous level, and when you're shooting with the gun, there's, like, huge, white, gaping holes that appear yeah. with every shot you do. And then you you kill the machine at the mm-hmm. very end. Like, you go out to the press, and you're like, I'm, we're going to we're gonna kill the machine. Like, we're, we're blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I, well, I think it it's... Uh, see, I, I remember this. I, I think the person you're playing as in that game uh, says, um, the machine didn't want to create for us or something. And yeah. uh, so we are going to uh, destroy all that the machine ever made, or like we are going to show that yeah we're going to kill the machine, or we're going to sh- we're going to show that we're stronger than the machine or something. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you want the machine to create stuff. I don't think you want it to stop. And if oh, the- just keep making games, and then if you if you know right, and if the machines. <laughs> Excuse- if it's supposed to be a metaphor for Coda, or like if, if it's supposed to be how Coda was feeling, you know. Yeah. Because I forget what Davy says about it at this part. But. Yeah. So this is the part where he says, "I started to show people Coda's games." Mm-hmm. He specifically says, "I gave him this gift." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of I'm going to show people uh, these games, and he's like. Uh, he's like, it made me feel happy yeah. to show other people these games. I was I was connecting yes. by... I, I was able to share this great thing with these other people. Says, I felt like I was doing something good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's what I feel like I need, mm-hmm. specifically, is what he says. Um, and then, like, the music actually stirs up as he's saying this. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like... Because still in the context of the game, the, the uh, Davies' interpretations of the games are this is unhealthy and he's going through depression. So if I show him that these games are great, uh, then, um, and other people are enjoying the, these games, Coda will get out of his depression to understand that everybody loves him and everybody loves his games that he's mm-hmm. making. 
Um, but uh, after we get this revelation that he's been showing people his games, uh, Davy says, I didn't hear him back from him for a while. And this is actually where you go to the last game, mm. the tower. Can, can we mention real quick, like, um, there was uh, earlier on when you're going through the prison segment, um, I think Davy has a line of like, I don't understand what Coda was trying to do. Or, or maybe this comes later. Maybe this comes at this part. But Davy says something like, uh, I guess if Coda wants, he can just make prisons all day or yeah. something, you know? He doesn't understand him. He's like, yeah. I don't understand why you would want to make prisons. Yeah, yeah. So it's... it's um, I think it's at this part. Is that at the... Yeah. Okay. Cause, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're walking through the tower, mm-hmm. and this is the part where you were saying before, you get into it, and there's... Uh, in an, uh, all of these games, uh, the, this is kind of like an extended bit that has a lot of really difficult levels. Uh, this uh, the first part, you get to um, a tower, or excuse me, you get to a maze, and it's invisible. And when you get to, uh, when you hit the edges of the maze, you spawn at the, be- at the beginning, again, a flash of red and a, like a loud sound happens. And uh, Davy's like, I, I, I don't know why he made this. It felt like he wanted to keep people out. It, he says uh, something to the extent of, it feels like he has he actively hates the player for trying to play. Yeah. Uh, and so he just says, okay, I'm going to, um, uh, I'm going to put a bridge over the over this maze. Mm-hmm. Then his like his next line is, uh, is the first time where you go. Oh, yeah. because he says, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, he's making these games that don't have an end point uh, or aren't solvable. I had to mod the the house game to end because at first you would just clean it forever and there was no ending. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> That's the first time you're like, hang on. What did yeah. you do? Mm-hmm. Why did you do that? So then you get to the next part. You walk up uh, some stairs, and he and he, he he's there's a big combination on the wall, and Davy's frustrated, and his commentary is like, "So there's no way to solve this. You have to brute force it. I don't know why you have to brute force it. It's frustrating. There's no hits. So I'm just gonna tell you the hint. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the code. Type it in whenever you want. Yeah. So you do that, um, and he's like, uh, um, he says. Uh, uh, he says he's not giving me any way to fix the problem. Uh, I needed to be uh, somebody other than me and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, um, uh, even though I felt like I was showing your work, I felt for a moment about uh, good about myself. Um, so that's what he's like saying throughout all this. And you finally get to like the final part. Davies is describing how he's like, I felt really good about the fact that I was showing him people stuff yeah. and but I couldn't help you at this last part because you disappeared and I haven't been able to help you so you finally get to the last puzzle it's a door it's the final door puzzle you've been doing solving these same door puzzles throughout that we talked about before you have to walk to a door flip a switch on the outside uh, uh, and then walk back into the door as it's closing to then turn around flip the other switch while you're in this space to open the door but at this point, there's no handle on the inside once you close that door. So he, uh, Davy's like, 
this is impossible. There's literally no way to solve it. I've mm -hmm. checked. Um, so here, let me mod the doorway out of the way. And you get to a room that says like, uh, Davey, I need to, I need to talk to you. This is Coda. You need to stop modding my games. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, the next thing you see is, uh, uh, Coda saying, uh, stop putting light posts in my games. Yeah. Yeah. Which, what did which, you, what did you think about that? I was like, oh shit. Like he modded them that far because Davey's been modding the games this far. So I was like, oh, he's upset that he's like, um, you know, just like making minor tweaks, but it's like, oh, he's, he's changing everything. Like he's, he, Davey's taking ownership of these games yeah. that Coda is making. The first thing you heard about the lag post was this is Coda's like calling card. Right. So that it's it's it changed. So you have an unreliable narrator, which before you didn't think he was unreliable. Exactly. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Is that's the moment I realized Coda was a very unreliable narrator. Yeah. Or Davy. Or excuse me, Davy was. Yeah. So we don't know even if the, if the games that we're playing, how much they've been modded, mm. how, like what the, what else has been modded, uh, is are all of the. I mean, he talked about before he like. He sent me this zip file of like blank rooms, so like, were even like any of the games that we played, were those, were any of those like interactions made by Coda, or were they made by Davy? And then he just said, these were made by Coda, yeah, and then showed them to people, mm -hmm. so claiming they were his, but still used his levels. Sure. So we can't we can't trust anything that Davy says. Um. Uh, and he says, uh, um, I wrote down, I think like every, everything that pretty much everything that I said, he says, would you simply let them be what they are like uh, uh, with the games? Uh, uh, Coda also says, I can't help you. Mm -hmm. He says, I, I specifically like, I, I, he says, I deliberately modded Coda says that he deliberately modded these games because he wanted to see what Davy would interpret them as. Mm -hmm. So, you fell into to, to his trap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's, it's, that's the the moment in the game where you feel like an asshole. At least I, I was like, yeah. oh man. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just a lot Critics are that. assholes. Yeah. We yeah. are. Yeah. I mean, he's that, that's what he's saying is like, just leave it alone. Like, just... Let it speak for itself. I, I wanted to make this. Don't say it would have been better if it was like this. Yeah. And, and even like... He's like, I'm not depressed. Yeah. You need to stop thinking that I'm depressed. You're projecting. You're you're projecting because you're actually depressed. Well, I think it's... I mean, again, I, I feel like an asshole like even yeah. talking about it right now because we're doing exactly what the game... Yes. ...is criticizing. Is, is what I think it's critical of. Yeah. Um, well... But the game does end with Davey literally having an emotional breakdown. Yeah. Which I, I was not expecting. Yeah. I, I think the last thing Davey says is, is like, you, you go through, Davey kind of says one or two diatribes about, like, reflecting. Like, I wasn't trying to yeah. do anything. He says, just, I'm fading and I want to know that I can be okay. Yeah. And that's where it's like, oh, shut up, dude. <laughs> yeah. You're like, in your 20s, like, and I get it, like, depression is a thing, mm -hmm. right? Like... But it's also, like, I don't... It, I, it, that is such, like, a, like, pretentious thing to say, where it's, like, 
again, depression is very, very real. We're not saying anything about that, but it was like, nobody talks like this, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, nobody it was, talks like this. It was this. pretension that, that yeah. David was, that I assumed David was, yeah. was uh, saying. And he says, like, I think I need to go, you know, reflect on myself for a while. Or Which then, that's why it's, uh, so we get to, the, this is the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, Davy leaves and you walk through the last, like, level or two, uh, uh, or just like the final area of this level, the tower. Um, and it ends actually at the whisper machine with like the portal and that, or with like the beam going up and down that you walk into. Mm -hmm. And then when you get into it, you start floating and, uh, and then like you see like, uh, the cosmos and you see a giant maze, Mm -hmm. which is pretty fucking cool. (laughs) Yeah. If that was made by, I don't know who who made that. Was it Coda? Was it Davy? It's pretty fucking cool. So you gotta you gotta figure it out for yourself. Yeah, um, but this is the end of the game, um, and uh, I don't know. I I I felt like this game was uh, when I played it. I was like, oh, that I can't fucking judge this game at all. Then, <laughs> and I think that's what's fun about the game is yeah. Davy has said on podcasts that I listen to. He's like. I made this game to fuck with people, <laughs> so I would say it does a, it, it makes you introspect for sure. Yeah, and I um, I, I would say uh, I think everybody should play this game. Yeah, it's a game like there. Uh, it is personal because at the same time, uh, Davy was so. Let me go back up to my notes about when I was listening to this podcast. Um, uh, he. He when he made the Stanley Parable, he he got like a super super high, like from showing everybody the Stanley Parable. Oh wow! And he was like, like he got all the feedback that that came with the Stanley Parable. For anybody who doesn't know, the Stanley Parable, as we talked at the beginning, it was just like this massive success, huge, uh, the free mod, and then when he charged money for it, it like sold great. Like it, it did great. It won. I think I don't. What, it, I don't know. Maybe it didn't win. Uh, but it it was like it, no, it was nominated for like an IGF award, which is uh, Independent Games Festival at PAX. I mean, it got a lot of praise. It, it got so much so much praise. Even if it didn't win awards, a lot of people were talking about it, yeah. and saying it was awesome. It, it, it like you know, when I was listening to this podcast, Steve Gaynor was talking about like we saw the Stanley Parable that Steve Gaynor worked on Bioshock 2 um, and the DLC for Bioshock 1. Um, and he was like, we were talking about it at Irrational Games, a studio making games about player like interaction and player like feedback and, mm-hmm. and what it means to be a player in a video game. Mm-hmm. So, he, like, hearing that, like, if I was, like, Davey, like having a, an interview with Steve Gaynor, which uh, uh, <laughs> Steve Gaynor apparently has had some allegations come out about him and about how he's treated people at the gone of the studio that's made Gone Home. Okay. So that sucks. But it, not like not. I don't think like any sexual stuff. But it's just been like 
this guy's like a shitty dude to work with. Like sure. he's really hard to work with. So I mean, but in the context of what yeah, you're saying, at but, the time he was a yeah. game designer making a game that uh, played. Gone with, Home was also very well praised. Yeah, and so, it's and even Bioshock is uh, yeah. like a, a meta game in a way. You yeah, know, it has something to so say about being a, a player. So Davey got all this like really good feedback from like friends and from like the community, the gaming community at large, and he says like, I. The, after the Stanley parable, it was like me drinking from a fire hose. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, um, like, he just, he ate all that shit up. And then when he finally got to, the like, making the, the Stanley parable, like, HD, he kind of, like, crashed um, after it and, like, went into, like, a depression. Mm-hmm. So, and he's talked about this. Like, mm-hmm. the, this isn't, like, news. And it's not me, like, interpreting anything about it either. Um, so, um, like... The Beginner's Guide is kind of like a game, like, almost like, uh, he even said this on the podcast, he's like, I wanted them to, like, fit, like, side by side together, like, about, like, people have interpreted The Beginner's Guide as, like, what happened, like, his feelings, like, after the Stanley Parable released, like, there's that moment where it's like, oh, you know, you have the press in one of the games, like, shouting, like, you know, we want more games or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, like, that almost, you could interpret that as, like, is that what Davey felt? I don't know. Yeah. Does Davey feel like he's Coda? Yeah. You know, but Davey is also playing himself in the game. So, So it's super meta. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's like meta on top of meta in in a way that, like, the Stanley Parable kind of was, too. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's, it's and not only that like it's it's meta on top of meta and in a way that only a video game could be yeah he said he wanted to make this because he was like i've never seen a game like do this yeah like no other game has like really had an unreliable narrator that's also like changing things within the game but also interpreting telling you what the game is Mm -hmm. like it's it's uh, like a movie can't do this yeah well and it's like like I said earlier, the the fact that it's like interactive, that you're making choices, like what did I say in my notes? Um, it's it's just like the, the way it uses gameplay as part at least I think as part of the metaphor for um, what it's trying to say because you know I don't want to again, talking about any kind of interpretation of this game goes against a, it a little bit, I think. But it, it seems to me that it's it's trying to say, like, you know, when you try to derive meaning from someone else's art, you're really, like, revealing something about yourself, in a way. You know? Yeah. And... Uh, we're doing that right now. It, no, we, we are. Every, every couple weeks. We literally are. That's what this whole podcast, that's what every like media discussion, review, yeah. podcast, or show I is. think I, I sent you Aaron Signal's video when I first pitched this game to you, because I was mm-hmm. like, watch this, because it's really interesting. Yeah. That video ends with the Aaron Signal guy uh, having uh, having the same kind of freak out that Davey does. Yeah. As like a comment, like as a meta, like meta, meta, mm-hmm. meta commentary of like, get it yeah like, that's yeah. me that's you yes yeah. that's, that's this field he, he literally like has like moments where he takes the like his old videos of playing doom he's like i feel like when i played doom uh i really got to understand the developers of this game yeah doom is blah 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 blah, blah. and then like the air and signal guy would pause and he'd be like 
that was years ago. I, I, I that's, I can't. And then it, <laughs> yeah, that's that, that you feel like yeah, uh, the beginner's guide is about you. Yeah, he's like, uh, uh. well, and it's you know the, this game too. Like um, the fact that you have to make like dialogue choices, the fact that you interact with things, like you're playing the game too. Like yeah. you're there too with Davy. You know, you're not on the side of Coda. So no, at, like at, you're not here seeing anything from Coda's perspective, as far as you know. Like, yeah, and uh, and I think that's done on purpose. Absolutely. I think that's done on purpose. Absolutely, yeah. I know it is. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's 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 like if this was a movie where someone is showing you here's this scene from this director and here's what I think it means, and I think it would be better if it uh, cut like this and they like insert their own. Like footage that they is shot there a or they moment had. like that in um, in uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with the with the director I can't remember his name the is it Al Pacino at the beginning where he's like talking about the movies that Brad Pitt is in does he do that or in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood not Brad Pitt is in that uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is in I don't remember I only seen that movie once and it's I have like two. three fucking hours yeah. long. Um, but that's the only context that I can really think of, or like, because there's not a lot of movies about making movies, and then somebody saying this should be this, and then people like say like, no, my movie's like this. Yeah, I can't think of. I mean, it's not Ed Wood either. Yeah, there are movie. There are a lot of movies about making movies, but I can't think of one movie about making movies where someone says. I'm telling you about someone making movies, and here's what I think they should have done to their movies. You know, and then they have a minor freak out about uh, somebody making a move. Like it pauses. You could see yeah. that. I actually did think that this could make like an interesting like uh, could make an interesting movie. Just because you could do this, where somebody's like, like you could have the character of like Coda and blah blah blah, and then like mm-hmm. have them eventually be like, okay, like he he starts playing the game, and then he's like, wait, what? Yeah. It's. I mean, it's. And you could you could hide like him making the light posts and other stuff like that with the way that you direct or write the story. So. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, like, with a, with a movie, you're sitting there watching it. With a game, yeah. when you're playing it, it, it's just so the the ability to interact with it. It's like it's like with Bioshock. I feel like we've brought up Bioshock in every fucking uh, episode of this podcast. That we've I'm done. gonna keep fucking ma- bring up games that are Bioshock inspired. Yeah, but it's it's like. <laughs> When you're playing it, it it I don't, for whatever reason it just connects in a different way. It's it's yeah. it's engaging in a different way. I mean, you said yourself like when you you were like, oh shit, when it happened, the, yeah. the twist in this game. Yeah, it's it, it, it. I think both this game and Bioshock, when you see the twist, you're like, I'm kind of complicit in this. Yeah, like it's 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 kind of about like complacency and player agency, and that's kind of what Stanley Parable touches on a little bit too. Is um, the idea that with video games you just kind of go along for the ride and in um, Bioshock and Beginner's Guide just by kind of going along for the ride you, you feel bad yeah <laughs> like it, it, it builds to that realization which is very meta as a player to like that's the moment when you think oh shit I'm playing this game and like whatever I'm do, I should be more aware of that you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's just a really interesting kind of meta on top of meta element. Um, I think there's a movie by Penn Jillette uh, of Penn and Teller fame 
uh, where he, oh his his kickstarted movie right yeah you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah the one where it's like uh, the plot of that movie is he is an insane filmmaker he's like a crazy person who's like taking people hostage to make his movie uh-huh. and what you are seeing is the final product so I like you're not like seeing anything that happened where he took people hostage before or after and I haven't seen this movie but I do I, want to see this no, yeah I've, I've seen the trailer uh, I've seen some discussion. I think about he it. like interrupts the movie every so often to be like, okay. actually, like this, you know, I'm gonna do this now or this or blah. Sure, and it's it's like a slow unraveling. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, so that's that's like maybe a comparable movie version of this. Um, but yeah, this, this idea is is of what the beginner's guide is trying to do. It's just like pretty really, unique. Pretty unique, yeah. Like and really like talk about like taking advantage of a medium. Like it's. It's engaging you in a completely different yeah. way. I mean, it was so good. It was in. Uh, it was in um, the Library of Congress. No, it was in the even better. Uh, the, what's the <laughs> What's the uh, the show with Kevin Spacey on Netflix? Well, even better, House of Cards. It was in House of Cards. The Beginner's Guide was in House of Cards. Uh, Stanley Parable, actually. Oh. Wrong, maybe. No, it, yeah, it was Stanley Parable. You know, I think that's interesting because um, Stanley Parable and Beginner's Guide have the, like a specific kind of tone. Like even Beginner's Guide, we're talking about it like very like we're analyzing it and taking it seriously because yeah. it's a really interesting game. But there is like a comedic element to to this game. Oh yeah, this game is funny mm-hmm. at times. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and it's like. I don't know, Stanley Parable and Beginner's Guide kind of feel like spiritual successor, successors to Portal in a very small way to me, because the first Portal game uh, is all about, the, the whole game is you solve puzzles and there's an unreliable narrator and then there's like a twist at the end. Yeah. So I, I think that's, and, and then it's, it's humorous as well. So Stanley Parable and uh, Beginner's Guide, they're not like... Uh, they're they're more meta. Portal's a little more straightforward, yeah. but there's that element of of when you play a game, you just go along with things, and then when you realize like, oh, I've just been complacent in this experience, that that comes into play at the end. You know, like uh, when you realize that, it, it hits a little bit harder. On top of like the humor, that the kind of like silly, irreverent, um, but like uh, intentionally, uh, I don't I don't know, intentionally like. Like self-aware of how silly it is, and just kind of leaning into that. Yeah, uh, I think all. I'm, I'm glad I listened to that podcast because at first I thought this was more serious of a like a game, but I, I'm glad that I like listen to this as like uh, I don't know, send it to you, I guess the podcast because it's like he's uh, just being like this is, I wanted to make something that would make people like more think. Yeah, I'm like okay, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Like so, and even as an addendum to this to this game. Um, Davey on the podcast talked about, like, I don't know what I'm going to make next. And I guess, like, if this is what I'm going to make... Because this podcast actually came out in, like, 2018. Mm-hmm. And Beginner's Guide, I think, came out in 2015. Okay. So it was, like, a few years after it, and he still hadn't made anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it's like, okay, like, um, uh, he was kind of, it kind of almost felt like he felt bad about the fact that he hadn't really made anything else but he was uh, but again I'm projecting on somebody but uh, <laughs> but um, uh, uh, he was like well I guess like future Davy, like if I've only just made this stuff <laughs> like then what and I was like 
oh, because I just played over the weekend, I played the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, Yay. which is the next-gen remake of the Stanley Parable, which I guess I, I don't have anything to promote this week, so I'm going to promote the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. I know it says $25 on uh, its price page. I think it's worth it if you've never played the game before, because I think it's just interesting. Mm -hmm. um, if you uh, play, sorry, I was just gonna say, if you play a lot of video games, Stanley Parable is a good one to yeah. uh, touch on. And you can play the if you don't if you're like, oh, I don't know, I'm I'm nervous about like paying twenty five bucks. Go download the mod; it's free. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it, it's it's really interesting, um, and see what you think. Um, it's on the computer; you can't really get anywhere else. But the the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe is on like. Switch and PS5 and PS4 and Xbox One and Series X, so you can get it pretty much anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, it's on PC. Um, and it was really, really refreshing seeing uh, the uh, this game again. Again, having commentary about the state of video games now, actually, which is, I feel like, like a natural se stepping space. Uh, excuse me. The game has new content. It, it's not just a re-release of the game. The Stanley Parable does? Yeah, Ultra right. Deluxe. In the same way that the Stanley Parable HD had new content from the mod, mm -hmm. the uh, Ultra Deluxe has new content, and it was really, really interesting seeing, hey, like, what is this new content? Uh, how does it interact with the old content? Um, and uh, it's mostly commentary on what it means to make more content. Or reboot something, sure. and uh, that's really, really interesting. It's also kind of a retrospective on making the Stanley Parable without spoiling it too much, because you know maybe someday you can play it, Ryan. Uh, and uh, it's the new Stanley Parable. Yeah, yeah. I, was saying, I played the original. Yeah, the the new one. I I uh, I, I would recommend it. So cool. um, go out and and play that. Get on your. PS5 with the brand new textures. Well, that's, that's what it's all if about. If you can get a PS5, it's boo, 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 boo. I need that next-gen PS5, hard to obtain, Stanley Parable experience. Yeah, to, to play a game where you walk down hallways. Boring. Unless it's in 60 FPS. Uh, I think it is. Unless it's in 20 FPS. I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to get the, the Ultra HD edition where it's got... Uh, where it's got 150K. Uh, I shit my pants. <laughs> the beginner's guide is interesting. Like that we end the beginner's guide part and start <laughs> with I shit my pants. You're an artistic, uh, artistic experience. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, really good game. Um, really good game. Really, 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 good. Speaks, <laughs> really speaks to uh, the critic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, well, that's. Like, I, I can see why uh, someone would be intimidated to make something else if you make the Stanley Parable and then the Beginner's Guide. Hey, Davey, if you're listening, Davey Reedon. If you're listening, fuck you, No, dude. shut up. <laughs> Don't feel bad that you made the Stanley uh, Parable for Deluxe. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed both of your games. Thank you for making them. It was I, I laughed a lot at Ultra Deluxe. If you're just going to make Stanley Parable sequels and reboots all the time... I don't fucking care, because I love the narrator. Well, he's, he's really funny. He does have a great voice. Um, but yeah, like, the the uh, beginner's guide, it's it's like meta on top of meta. Like, it's 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 like a response. Like, he, Davey said uh, he wants it to go hand-in-hand hand with the Stanley Parable. Like, it's 
how do you how do you do something that is more of a commentary on your medium than the beginner's guide? Well, it's Frog Fractions. It's a Frog Fractions two scenario where yes. you go. Well, everybody's expecting me to release a new product that subverts my expectations. How can I do that? Well, what if I make something that is a commentary about subverting your expectations? Which, but it, in a different way than Frog Fractions. How, how do you think about that? Without like going cross-eyed, like that, that's yeah. I can't. I don't even know where you begin with a piece I, of art. I, like I'm that. like really happy that he just was like, I'm taking a break once yeah. the game came out, and was yeah. just like, I'm out. Because hey. he also was saying like, I'm happier and I'm healthier after I release this game. Like I, I I've like the way that I released it was way better, and like mm-hmm. the way that I interacted with press, where I'm just like, nope, not talking about it. Good. That's that's the most important thing. Yeah. A new game is not worth someone's health. Ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, he could retire, honestly. If he retired and these were the only two games of his... Yeah, he, I'd be like, hey. I, that, you, deserve it. you deserve it. These are great games. Yeah. So that, that's that's my two cents. It's same. Uh, but uh, was, there, was there something else I wanted to say about, about uh, Beginner's Guide, Jordan? I don't like, know. I just want to say I think everyone should play it. I think if you've played more than 10 video games in your life, play Beginner's Guide. Yeah. Is it like what ten bucks? I had it, so I wasn't... it was it was ten bucks on Steam. Okay, and it's an hour and a half experience. Yeah, it's it's not long at all. No, and it's it's really worth it. Um, well, some people might be like, "This is fucking boring." <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. It it is a walking simulator, technically. You, all you do is walk. So if if you don't enjoy games where you walk. You're just gonna be like, Ugh. fuck it. It's it's a walking simulator that's an hour and a half. Can you be bored for an hour and a half? I don't know. People played Dear Esther and they went, I don't fucking get it. Which I don't like Dear Esther that much, I but don't it's know like what that is. it's a another walking sim. This is like a, we're I'm <laughs> I'm going to make us play a couple walking sims because I think they're interesting, but also <laughs> like the this was the era that I grew up with of yeah. just indie games. They're just hit a. a a point where you got a lot of walking sims. Well, but the thing about Beginner's Guide, though, and even Stanley Parable to an extent, is, like, the gameplay is a part... The fact that it's a walking simulator plays into what it's trying to convey, I think. Yeah. It's it's not, like, walking simulators like Firewatch. That's more, more of a straightforward story. It's not so much, as far as I know, a meta-commentary yeah. on gaming itself. So I, I think... A walking simulator like that is less forgivable because if you're not engaged with the story, the gameplay's not going to engage you very much. Yeah. So I, I would argue that that's more like Dear Esther or like sure. Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, which you haven't played either one of those, but those are like, and they're by the same developers. It's like just art as art, like for the sake of art of just yeah. like I'm going to walk around this, and you're not going to have like a story that is that is inter- able to be like interpreted at all. It's just mm-hmm. meant to be as vague as possible to be like. Do you get it? Okay. And it's like, okay, like, really? See, like, it, I think with those kinds of games, it's like, with even maybe with story-based video games in general, either, either the story has to be really good, really unique, really engaging, which means a bunch of different things to a bunch of different people, yeah. or the gameplay has to be really good, really unique, and really engaging, which means a bunch of different things to a bunch of different people. So if you have a walking simulator which is primed for pretty straightforward gameplay with a story that someone doesn't care about, then yeah, it's not going to be enjoyed by a lot of people. But I think what the Beginner's Guide and Stanley Parable do that is so clever is the fact that it's a walking simulator with limited gameplay is the point of its existence. It's, yeah. it's part of the whole experience. 
So the gameplay becomes genius then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's I get what you're saying. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure the audience gets what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think this game. Uh, I, I feel as though this game gives has given me a, a really nice experience and uh, things to introspect on. I'll be thinking about this game for a lot a uh, while longer. So. All right. Yeah. Um, I guess we can do house cleaning. The uh, the next game that we're gonna play. Oh, house cleaning. Oh wait, hang on. Since we don't have to end yet, hang on. What are you? Uh, what are you clicking over I'm there? I'm clicking because we received emails. Oh my god. Oh my god. I didn't right. know this. No, you can't just you drop this I, on me. You, we got an email from a from a from our uh, our dear friend Jeff. Reply, fuck you to that guy. No, we're nice here on on Infinite Pixels. Hey Jeff, fuck you. <laughs> What? They don't know that we're friends with Jeff. <laughs> hey, Jeff, fuck you. Stop. <laughs> Sorry, what did Jeff email? Jeff's a nice guy. I love Jeff is going to be one of the best men at my wedding, so <laughs> I love Jeff. Go on. Do you need me to keep that? Uh, can I keep that in? Yeah, yeah, keep okay. that in. I think, okay. Um, okay, so Jeff said, uh, I don't know why you wrote this. Jordan, can you please edit out the sound bite of Ryan? making Galaga laser noises from the Cuphead podcast. Regards, <laughs> Jeff. I don't remember. And I asked him the context of this, because I'm like, do you mean edit it out as in you don't want it in there? And he was like, no, I just want it to be able to play. And I was like, can't you just do that yourself? <laughs> so no. Jeff, actually fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> now fuck you, Jeff. No, but... Uh, uh, the maybe I might do that? I don't know. Podcasts are like, uh, you know, Je Jeff thinks podcasts are like, you know. They're easy? No, they're like pieces of stone where it's like a sculpture. It's like, hey, I like the arm of that sculpture. Can you send it to me? He doesn't know that he could just record it himself. We'll have to tell him that in the email. <laughs> um, anyway, we got another email from Brent, another friend of ours. Who? Who? <laughs> that guy sounds weird. What's his name? Brent. How do you spell that? <laughs> uh, D-E-R-F. Okay. <laughs> um, he said, uh, uh, the subject line was Cuphead, which had a space in it. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> it's spelled Q-Feed, you dummy. Anyway, um, it said, hey, this game sucks. Jordan, terrible at hosting. Everyone, except he didn't spell everyone right. He forgot an e at the end. Everyone. Sucks, especially my spelling. Time for spaghetti. <laughs> Did he really say time? For and then he ended it. He signed it, Jeff. But I see that the person sending it was Brent. <laughs> so Brent, come on. <laughs> I see it's you. Time for sent spaghetti. From, sent from my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get Brent to send us a weekly email. Bi-weekly. Bi yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. we gotta get I mean, Brent to. I don't. I don't want it to be heinous. If he, if he writes heinous stuff, I'm not gonna read it. But <laughs> I'm just warning you, Brent. If you if you make it heinous, I I will not read it. Eating spaghetti is kind of over the line. I'm surprised yeah. you read that. I'm sorry. That's okay. I mean, it's the first time. We'll, we're, we're just running through it. <laughs> Make sure to edit that out. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's fine. Thank you, Brent and Jeff. Yeah, thanks for emailing us, guys. That made me laugh. If you want to write in, 
to the podcast, you can. Uh, it's infinitepixelspodcast at uh, gmail.com if you, if you want to write to us. Yeah, or uh, uh, tweet at us. Tell tell us what you think about the beginner's guide, or Brent asking for spaghetti, <laughs> or, here's, or here's, saying time for spaghetti. Here's a very contradictory tweet to the beginner's guide. Hey, tweet at us your thoughts on the beginner's guide. What do you think it yeah. means? Please tell us what you think about tell the beginner's guide. Tell us what guide. you think or, this game means that ni- no one that neither n- no one in this conversation made. <laughs> I, I forget Davey's email, but he gave it out at the beginning of the game. We should just give out that. Yeah, we, yeah really, we should. Uh, or, but you can tweet at us at podcast underscore. We should have pencils. Brent. We should give Brent Davey's email and be like, just email this guy whatever you want. No, no. I wanted no. to. Don't. I'm just joking. Don't I'm be sure. mean to Davey. I know. I, I love his games. I think he seems like a <laughs> cool guy. Um, I'm saying that more for Brent. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um. Uh, but tweet at us at podcast underscore pixels, uh, or you can tweet at me at Ironheart one one eight three over on Twitter. Uh, do you want people to write to you, Ryan? Uh, yeah, if they want to. Um, I think this week I wanted to plug something that I enjoy um, yeah. that is gaming related. Uh, uh, on YouTube, there's a gaming news show. Yeah, called IGN.com. Yeah, called IGN.com. They need money. Yeah, they're 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 up and coming. I'll say that they're up and coming. Budding news source. Uh, No, there's no no. There's there's a uh, a news source that is not IGN.com that actually is uh, up and coming a little bit called uh, Pregame Discharge on the YouTube channel called Wrath Club. Um, it's it's actually I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but it's fun. Okay. It's it's funny. It actually covers like relevant game news, and there's clearly effort being put into it. So if you like seeing gaming headlines or learning Lyle's about what's channel. happening, oh, what's up? Is it Lyle? Yeah, it's Lyle. Lyle Wrath. Okay. But uh, it's hey, I don't I don't read gaming journalism all the time. I don't have time to. And this show just recaps what happened in the gaming industry at the end of uh, every month. So I think it's cool. All right. um, if, if you want gaming news that's actually funny and doesn't suck. I can't wait for him to talk about the unionization of everybody or the not unionization of everybody. See, is that happening right now? I mean, people want to. That that happened with uh, um, uh, the Bioware devs want to some of the Bioware devs. I think their QA team wants to wants to unionize. Oh wow! I see. So, I didn't know that. Well, I, bet, you, I bet I will hear about it on pregame discharge. Well, I'm glad you're doing his promotion. I know. I, but hey, that's fine. I, what am I going to plug? My Twitter. <laughs> My Twitter with what? I like. I like. Well, I like tweeting. I don't well, really yeah, don't yeah. I'm, I don't really tweet that much. <laughs> I, I do. I'm like, all right. Well, here's me. I tweet talking about talking right. about uh, talking about. Uh, I you're all <laughs> sorry. I don't want to get entirely political. I mean, I could, but you know, whatever. You're Jordan. For anyone who doesn't know, Jordan's always tweeting pictures of his feet, saying yes or no, comment below. No, no, so, no, 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 no. That's talked about the Square Enix deal. Oh yeah, uh, on okay. Twitter. So you can you can read my thoughts about that. Yeah. Or Square Enix got bought by the company that. Owns the Nightmares devs, so. Oh yeah, we just did our little Nightmares podcast. And then, and then the that company, uh, um, uh, who are the Abrasive Group, just bought Tomb Ra- the Tomb Raider devs for, and a bunch of other ones that Square Enix was like, I don't know, 
figure this out. We we don't know how to make three hundred million dollars, and it's like, is that how much like the Tomb Raider movies like make like when they come out? And then I looked it up, and I'm like, the first one kind of like the fir- the one that the first reboot like made about that much money. I was like, really? Wait, wow. do you mean the one with Angelina Jolie? No, the one with. Uh, uh, Melissa Alicia Vikander. Yeah, is that yeah. Her name? Alicia Vikander. I don't. Know. It like it came out in 2018, like yeah. well after the reboot came out, and Tomb Raider is not really that relevant anymore. Um, uh, and it like cost like I think like 75, 100 million dollars, or like maybe like a hundred uh, or 150 million maybe. Um, and it, uh, made, like, 285 million. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember anyone talking about that. No, but that's why I was like, that's, like, almost how much that movie made. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So, I mean, and before that, there were two Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movies uh, as well. So, Tomb Raider's a viable property, and they paid as much as the movie made for it. So, you know, that's, that's interesting. Um, we were talking about this a little bit, you know, off camera, so to speak, um, just saying, like, I'm not sure uh, what the future of the Tomb Raider franchise would be, but I think... Uh, no, you could get that... From, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, I think you and I could put in a bid to buy it and make a Tomb Raider game, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, if they're selling them for that much, yeah. less than $300 million, maybe. Uh, well, speaking of uh, the future of games, what game are we going to play? Uh, I have to look this up, because boy howdy, did I pick a long title... And what do you know? It's by another one of the de- originally developers of the Stanley Parable. Not really. It's made by with one of the other devs of the of the HD edition of Stanley Parable. Hmm. Um, the title is Doctor Lanskov, the Tiger, and the Terribly Cursed Emerald: A Whirlwind Heist. Okay. And, and it's free over on Steam, so you can go get it. Hey, it's free on Steam if you want. It's twenty-five minutes. It is a game that you could download, play, and form a thought on in less than in a half hour. Yeah. So then it's it's got uh, voice work by Justin Roiland, oh, of really? Rick and Morty fame. So some folks might might enjoy that. Yeah, for sure. So I'm looking forward to playing it. Awesome. So I think we're gonna end this week. I don't have anything to plug on Tumblr. Follow me on Tumblr on at uh, Ironheart one one eight three. Uh, .tumblr.com uh, Maybe I might write something about the Stanley Parable. I don't know. Follow Jordan on Tumblr. For all my sick, sweet takes about uh, jumps. So, have a good rest of the week. See you in a couple weeks. Bye! Tuck my shirt. Uh. Oh fuck! Oh. <laughs> it fills up the whole room. Yeah. <laughs> that is one of the better jokes that Family Guy has ever done. Whether like the everybody get out, I have to poop. <laughs> now, yeah, seasons one through four of Family Guy are, I think, are genuinely really funny. Yeah, I enjoy the first couple seasons of that too. It's also just not as loud. Like there's just. It's just, 
I mean, that's a lot of TV shows. You've, we've talked about that with yeah. like SpongeBob and whatnot. It's mm-hmm. just more muted and doesn't feel as in your face. So. Yeah, it doesn't. Be-